0: Uh, Last week, it answers the question, the is well, how come some don't come? How come some don't believe the gospel? And now we come to the question, well, if that's true, how come some actually do believe? Uh, What is the cause for that? And so notice it starts off negatively, not by anything that they have done. When we get to heaven... Will there be any boasting in heaven? Will there be anyone saying, well, it's because of me that I'm saved and I'm here in heaven? Are we going to say that? No. The only boasting in heaven will be boasting in Jesus. We'll be glorifying him. Notice positively, though, it is holy because of God. Is that in the Bible? That salvation is of the Lord. Who learned that in the belly of the fish? Jonah, at the end of his prayer, those that regard vain idols forsake their own mercy, but salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited out Jonah on dry land. We need to go through Jonah's experience to understand that salvation is of the Lord. Notice in this uh, statement, chosen from eternity, he chose us. But notice that in Christ, he's the one that also in time calls us. He confers, he rescues, he translates. Who's doing the work? You or him? He is. Who gets the glory? He does. What about our response? So how should we respond? Well, notice there, right there that they may show forth the praises of him who called them out of darkness into his marvelous light and may glory not in themselves but in the Lord according to the testimony of the apostles in various places. So our response is what? Thank you. When you say thank you to someone, it isn't because of what you've done, it's because of what they've done. Our catechism says, "How? what is the chief part of? Of thankfulness, It's prayer. But why do we say thank you? Because he's redeemed me from all my sin and misery. And so my life is a life of thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's the constant, should be the constant cry from our hearts. But then it, he goes on to describe more. How does God do this in article number 11? How does God save someone? Notice the first step. The gospel is preached. The gospel call comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but how can they hear unless someone preaches the gospel? Paul says in Romans chapter 10. But also, more importantly in many ways, is the Holy Spirit brings light or illumines the mind and regenerates or does spiritual heart surgery. He takes the heart of stone that is in every man, woman, and child and does heart surgery, takes that stony heart out and puts in a heart of flesh, a new heart. He makes them a new creature in Christ. Old things are, are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. It's an extraordinary work of God. In other words, you could say that God still is raising people from the dead. Because we are all dead in trespasses and sins, Paul says, right? We're all born dead. And God, by his grace and through the preaching of the gospel and the work of the Holy Spirit, raises dead people, including you and I, I hope. Do You believe in Jesus. Is he working in your life? Do you see the evidences? This call comes to God's covenant people. We've been looking at the Gospel of John. It came to Nicodemus, didn't he? Unless you're born again, you do not see the kingdom of heaven. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, Paul said to the Philippian jailer. Do you believe? Are you trusting in Christ alone? Is he the chair that you're sitting in. You understand that some of you know what I'm talking about. True saving faith is not only knowing the gospel, like I know that chair, it's not only believing that that really is true, but saving faith is actually resting in what you know to be true. Are you resting in Christ alone for salvation? My prayer and my cry is believe and be saved. Amen.